When you think about 90s sci-fi dystopia films starring Keanu Reeves, you probably think of The Matrix. But before The Matrix, there was 1995's Johnny Mnemonic, with Reeves taking the role of Johnny, a courier tasked with carrying data from one place to another. In his brain. It's hard not to see Johnny Mnemonic as a sort of prototype for The Matrix. Beyond starring Keanu Reeves, both films feature dying civilizations with a small faction fighting against technology, characters downloading information into their brains, and goofy-ass future names like Cypher, Tank, Spider, and J-Bone. While Keanu Reeves and the gang were prototyping blockbuster sci-fi films, David Bowie was prototyping a hit new single that was meant to be included in Johnny Mnemonic's soundtrack, a single co-written by David Bowie and longtime collaborator Brian Eno. Quote, that was something that Eno and I put together, and I just didn't feel it fit on outside, so it didn't go on it. It just got left behind, said Bowie. By left behind, Bowie means to say that the track they put together featured on the soundtrack for erotic drama thriller film Showgirls, also from 1995. The track was titled Dummy. The release obviously didn't make much of an impact, and it wasn't until 1997 that a new and improved version would see the light of day as a single for Bowie's then-latest album, Earthling. Quote, So then we just took the embryo of it and restructured it with this band, said Bowie. The restructuring included new lyrics, overdubs, transposed verses, and every fuzz box that guitarist Reeve Gabriels had available. The end result sits somewhere between the hard experimental rock from Bowie's preceding album, Outside, and the rest of his drum and bass tracks on Earthling. And getting to that spot was no small process, according to keyboardist, producer, and engineer Mark Plotty. Quote, We pulled things off several different reels to make this new composite. It was quite a cleanup job, not the most enjoyable, said Plotty. The composite track hit number 66 on the Billboard Hot 100 in the U.S., stayed in the Canadian Top 50 for six months, and was included on Rolling Stone's list of the 30 most essential Bowie songs in 2016. Not bad for a song inspired by Bowie's distaste for McDonald's. Quote, I was traveling in Java when the first McDonald's went up. It was like, for fuck's sake, the invasion by any homogenized culture is so depressing. The erection of another Disney world in, say, Umbria, Italy, more so. It strangles the indigenous culture and narrows expression of life, said Bowie. That's right. We're talking I'm Afraid of Americans by David Bowie on Bowie Me. That's right, it's Bowie Me, the only podcast that compares famous David Bowie-related songs to their many cover versions to find out which one is an American. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by my wanting co-host... Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. It's, uh... Oh, we're doing this out of order, so I could talk about what I just did, but it would be... You time. just celebrated the new year. Celebrated the new year. Welcome um, to 2024, a 2024. Year of New Horizons for many. Year of New Horizons. Um, a beloved celebrity times three just died. As oh we my all gosh. Know. All three? All three of them, man. At all the same threes, time? Right? At the same time. Wow. It was... Uh, it's tragic, but it's we'll, tragic. we'll have to do an episode, but we can't because it's, it's our you know, month of Bowie. It's our month of Bowie, so we can't do it. We're not going to be able to do an episode about Shrek, Baby Yoda, and uh, <laughs> the horse from Gumby. Horse from Gumby. Uh, yes, Gumby. Three beautiful celebrities gone, gone before their prime. Two greens and a red. Two greens and a red. Christmas colors. Yeah. A little Christmas sandwich. <laughs> um, uh, Alex, it's definitely 2024, not the start of December in 2023. Yeah, I agree no. with you. It's, we all agree. We know what dates are. We know how they work. 
Uh, it's another exciting month to celebrate the birth and death because he did both quite close to each other month-wise. Uh, David <laughs> Bowie. Um, yeah, we're yeah. talking about talking about an era David Bowie haven't really touched yet. No, um, I mean we've done some more modern stuff, but I don't think we've done anything from the nineties. Yeah, I think the nine because like you look at your nineties content, you got Earthling, yeah. you've got Outside, you've got what Buddha of Suburbia. Yeah, which is probably tough to cover. Yeah, because it's a lot of like instrumental stuff. I can say Black Tie stuff. White Noise, unless that was nine eighty nine. Black Tie White Noise is nineties. I'm pretty sure yeah, that's like ninety one. I thought it was post. Um, 93 there you go good year one month after i was born they released black tie white noise wow i've never lived in a world without black tie white noise isn't that crazy wow yeah it was post because it was post uh tin machine yeah that's that right sense. it's a very strange era for bowie it is uh and like there's, there's I, I like a lot of the 90s albums honestly they're i mean they're interesting and this one possibly doubly so because it's very much like i guess cl- club music or or contemporary music it's, it's drum and bass it's drum and bass yeah and when you look at the album like a lot of these songs are like six minutes long at least this one's a little shorter at five thirteen with the album cut but they are all meant to be like dance to they all have like extended instrumental breaks they all they have these the drum and bass is quite heavy it's a lot of electronic um instruments mm-hmm. and like I'm, I'm obviously not like a dance guy it's not my predominant style of music but i think this album's pretty fucking good there's some cool stuff on it. Um, obviously, this song. This song. <laughs> yeah, this song, a standout. But, like, I'm just looking over it. I'm like, yeah, 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 this song's on here. I like. Um, and then there's a, he does a live version of The Letter also. Yeah, he in, does. Uh, in the reality tour, which is pretty cool. The Letter. Yeah. The Letter. How he announces uh, it. And, I mean, uh, have you seen his outfit on the front? It's like a, a full... Uh, Killer outfit. Union Jack. Uh, I don't know what that's made out of, but it's a little shiny looking. Uh, I don't know if those are wide pants or or it's just like a. I assumed it was like a dress trench setup. coat kind of. Oh, trench thing. coat. Yeah, Union Jack trench coat. That might be it. That might be. It, it could be a like a. You're right. That I've always like envisioned them as basically parachute pants. Parachute but, pants. Yeah, but I and don't just know. like a matching top. Yeah. Anyway. It's an anyway. it's interesting look. And not just this one, but uh, the previous album, Outside, which this was almost on. Yes. Which was an interesting thing itself, because as I understand, it was a lot of, like, kind of, like, jam session type. Like, they were kind of playing together and, like, wrote this music somewhat spontaneously. The story mm-hmm. I remember reading was, like, they were playing, kind of rehearsing and warming up and some, like, the producer, which I think might have been Brian Eno... It, this is half remembered uh, just like yeah. hit record basically and like a lot of that got used but you know edited around and stuff but yeah used. so even the credits for the original version of this the uh the dummy version oh, yeah. uh, has bowie and you know listed as producers which okay yeah that that sounds makes right. sense um, and it's yeah yeah so like outside even amongst the weirdness of david bowie albums is its own weirdness like you said it's these strange jam sessions it's a collaboration with Nine Inch Nails, and there's apparently like uh, I don't remember like thirty hours I think of unused material. Right, there was plenty because outside is listed as one outside, mm-hmm. right? And there's supposed to be a, a trilogy. And yeah. supposedly the material exists. I don't know in what state. Like I don't know if if two was worked on or not. Yeah, but I seem to recall Eno saying like post Bowie's death, or it might have been Visconti, one of them. 
was like uh Bowie was like looking to look back at the outside stuff and like and start doing do that. something with it yeah so maybe not in a form that it could ever you know really truly exist but uh it is interesting that that does exist somewhere and that they like made so much stuff and that like it just got dropped for this. Um, and there's some similarities too, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Mostly with the like electronic stuff going from that more industrial side. And then there was, I guess he would toured with Nine Inch Nails afterwards, which would have been very cool. And I don't even really listen to Nine Inch Nails, but like no. to see supposedly on that tour, they like would. I don't. I think Nine Inch Nails would open because Trent Reznor was like, "I'm not gonna let make David Bowie open for a like, yeah. <laughs> David Bowie." Um, that's the story I've heard again. Uh, this is a lot of this is half remembered. Um, supposedly they would like swap out like a member at a time kind of thing until eventually it went from oh, one okay. band to the other, which was yep. very cool because then you have collaboration, which is the um, anytime you have a dual headliner and they are on the stage together. I am I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah, because it's so easy to just segment it, right? And be like, these guys are here, these guys are there. Yeah. That's your show. But to have them come on and and really give you something that you can only get live. Yeah. Collaborating. And it just feels so much more real, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, organic. Because even, I mean, it's rehearsed as well, but it was, yeah, you know, it's not like, really part of either of their things. And now they're creating some new thing together. It's very cool. Yeah, like, I know the other band's, like, just backstage. They didn't fucking leave. Like, yeah. bring them back out and <laughs> have them mingle. Yeah, yeah, and Trent cool Reznor, stuff. big Bowie fan, um, and of course, I kind of screwed up with the playlist this week, but he does a remix of this. He does five remixes of this. Right, there's, there's like a, a, a maxi single, I believe. Yes, the that's the first time <laughs> I've heard that term. Yeah, uh, me too. It's just a, it's a single, but it's actually more like an EP. Yeah, um, and yeah, Bowie's words, he calls it, quote, not just a remix, but almost an album piece in itself. I was absolutely knocked out when I heard what Reznor had done. It was great. So, and I think that's the popular yeah. version. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely the one in the music video. Yeah, it's the first one I heard, uh, and it is. Uh, I think it really does deliver on like the concept of this song, and it, like it brings out the darkness in it. Yeah, and, it but I do really think good. it's also pretty similar to the album version. I think. I think we can kind of talk about both simultaneously without necessarily. Yeah, and like list. you can tell, it's different. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely not like not so different. No, yeah. Just, and even listening to the the showgirls version, dummy, like a lot of the elements that are present, like the kind of main like hooks and things, are right, in there. that version. Yeah. Uh, Alex, you like this song? You big? You big? I'm afraid of Americans. Fan? I do like this song. Um, I think I've probably mostly listened to the live version. Just because I listened to that, I yeah, I had a, yeah, a that phase where I listened to a reality, uh, the live album a lot. Fucking solid, um, live and it's album. really good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it's kind of a weird song for me because I was aware of it for a long time. I remember seeing part of the music video on MTV or something, mm. or you know, much music or whatever back in the day, and like not really knowing, and then like kind of, I feel like I mixed it up with another song, but like I didn't really know what this song was because it's like. Uh, a Bowie song that was popular to a degree, but isn't really among the classics. So if yeah. you l- start looking into Bowie, it doesn't come up immediately, um, or at least it didn't for me. Uh, kind of sticking in the '70s stuff. So I was still like, it was kind of mysterious for a long time. Yeah, it's one that like, yeah, because when people talk about Bowie, they like really don't focus on the '90s. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm looking at it because the first time I heard it was on the best of Bowie because that's when I, I borrowed that from my sister Ruby and put it on my iPod. And that's when like David <laughs> Bowie really started kicking off for me. Yeah. And I'm trying to see what it's tucked in between here because it is, is the, on here. Is that it's the actually second, right at the end. Like best of Bowie uh, second one? The no, second? it's just called best of Bowie. It's the oh. album that's kind of like a composite of different shots of Bowie. Okay. So you, if you if you tuck it into title, it'll be the first one that comes up there. Okay. Um, no, it's not the what changes volume one and two or whatever or Bowie's Bowie's pick, President's Choice, David <laughs> Bowie or whatever it is. Right. Oh yeah, I recognize that that artwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It closes out the album, and the weird thing is they place it right next to another weird collab. This is not America, featuring Dave Bowie and Pat Metheny. Oh. Um, I don't even know. So yeah, that they one. tuck it in right at the end. Yeah, so it's kind of like oddities at the end of the best of Bowie album because everything else on there, Dancing in the Street. Uh, Blue Jean, Modern Love, China yeah. Girl, Let's Dance, Under Pressure, Fashion, All the Ashes hits. to Ashes, here like big hits, a lot of 70s hits, some like, yeah, some 80s ones, I guess you get like, uh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. get your Let's Dance and your China Girl and your Modern Love and your Blue Jean. Kind of, yeah, when we talked about the Under documentary pressure. Moon Age Daydream, it kind of focuses on that same-ish period that yeah. that documentary did. Right. So yeah, this one is an oddity and you hear it and it's such a strange song you're like okay david bowie's afraid of americans <laughs> like what am i supposed to get from this i also feel like when i was like when i originally was like teased with the existence of this song i would kind of it was like around the right time that that's was just very amusing to me uh like right. afraid of americans and like american idiot would have been around the same time and stuff like that and i mean do you remember rick mercer used to d just like go oh, to the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the states and like ask americans questions about global politics and they would make very silly answers um that kind of stuff where it was like ah americans are all dumb and now it's like well it's maybe uh a little bit of editing and a little bit of the public education system having issues like systemic yeah. issues for decades absolutely but, but you know that kind of stuff where it, at least for us in Canada, at least for my circle, it was just very like kind of trendy to to make fun of how dumb Americans were. Oh, for sure, especially Canada. Like as a nation, has a bit of little brother syndrome. So yeah, absolutely. Any, anytime we can take America down a peg, we're on board with it. That and that is funny. It's even reflected in the popularity of this song. Six months in the top fifty in Canada. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So it's like we were playing this here, and we're like, yeah, Americans, they're fucking weirdos. Hey. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah great track. Do. I love it. Um <laughs> the lyrics are fun too. It's uh Bowie calls it a, a sardonic song, meaning like cynical, but not necessarily. He says it's not as biting as uh Born in the USA. So, another way to put it is he's kind of taking the piss out of Americans. The man obviously spent a lot of time in the states. He got big yeah. in the states yeah. like pretty pretty early in his career. And like his his admiration of American music is such a big part of his like musical development yeah. and like working with American artists who he, who he um, idolized to some degree degree. And yeah. And then even later working with American artists who idolized him, like he's, yeah, true. he's, he's tied to America pretty strongly, but I think he does pick out on this, like kind of Hollywood idea of America, this sort of big, like, like we, we've been talking about this kind of oafish idiot America that's mm -hmm. you know just running around putting up McDonald's everywhere, yeah, like ignorant and violent and and all consuming, all consuming, yes, um, absolutely. And then he calls it. There's a quote where he calls it a stereotypical Johnny song. 
Yeah, I, which I, I don't know about those, but I feel like maybe it's a reference to like even older songs. Yeah, I would think so. And you get songs where it's like, and like, even if you don't see the name Johnny, it's like, oh, here's this guy, this sort of like John Q. Public or whatever, this every guy who does yeah. this and does that. And right? even um, 10CC have a song that's like a kind of a throwback, I think a bit, I'm trying to remember the style. It's called Johnny Don't Do It. So I think that's a similar reference. Right. Hey, and Johnny Be Good. Think about that. Yeah, Johnny Be Good. Um, and people have noted that on the album Lodger, 1979, um, there's a song Repetition, which features a Johnny character as well. Oh. Are they the same guy? Who knows? No, that's the wrong song. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe it's just a, a, an easy go-to, right? Johnny is all of us, because it's just a fairly common Amer- name in America. Yeah. So. He's, he's the all-American boy. Yeah. Um, so let's crack into these lyrics, Alex. Verse one, Johnny's in America, low techs at the wheel. No one needs anyone. They don't even just pretend. Johnny's in America. So we got to talk about low techs at the wheel, I think. Yeah, because that's a, a reference I did not get. I have not seen Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, you should give it a watch. It's a fun film. Um, I should not also read it. Short story? Right, I can read a short story. Uh, yeah, you can read a short story. It's Gibson I short think, story? I think it's Will, who is it? William H. Gibson. William Gibson. Who? Yeah, William Gibson. There's he no wrote. Okay. He's a big um, cyberpunk. What's guy. the one? Is oh my gosh, Neuromancer. Yeah, yeah. Um, he apparently like wrote this script to at least had a big part in it, and he's kind of sworn he's like disavowed it after the fact. So, huh? But it's like it's a fun film. It's you got Ice T in there playing the character of J Bone. You got Keanu Reeves. Ice T plays J Bone. That's fun. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. It's pretty compelling stuff. My question to you is because this we're talking about the Earthling version here in yep. the dummy version of the song, where the big difference one of the big differences is is that Johnny is not the character. Dummy is the right, character. Dummy. Um, there's no reference to Johnny Mnemonic. Which is potentially what it would have been written for. Yeah, so why two years after the release of Johnny Mnemonic with updated lyrics is he now throwing back it and directly reference it? Directly referencing it? I don't know, man. Maybe. I don't know. I almost wonder if they like kind of stopped working on it. Like they worked on it and then like it wasn't in the movie. And they right. Because they left it for a while, right? Yeah, but it still appeared in a like, 1995 film. That's true. I know, but that film didn't have low techs in it. So I wonder if either they took it out for that reason. I haven't seen Showgirls either, but I'm pretty sure there's no. They're not no, it's, it actually also features yeah. ST playing J Bone. So it's, oh. it brings the low techs back. Wow. What's the J Bone cinematic universe? Um, so um, I wonder if maybe it was either in and got taken out or like it was written down somewhere kind of thing and then got put back in. Right. Just my other yeah. play on this, because like Dave Bowie is a great songwriter. Sure. <laughs> so I don't think this is like a a just a he's like, hey, do you remember the film Johnny Mnemonic? Right. I think that maybe that's one level. Maybe the other way to read it is simply as the two real words, low tech. So he we call Johnny kind of an idiot, a naive guy quite yeah. a few times in this song. So to call him low tech is maybe just another drive at that. Of just, he's like, at, he's kind of unable to understand a lot of things. And he's at the wheel. He is driving, he's in as we kind of find out, culture. Right. 
and he's yeah, and that is moron. part of what the song is about for sure. Mm-hmm. The sort of cultural invasion of uh, of the United States of American culture. Uh, interesting coming from a British guy, but hey, <laughs> no, no, it's it's valid criticism. <laughs> it is, yeah, uh, it is valid. <laughs> but you're right; it is kind of funny to hear from him. He's like these fucking colonizers. You're like, yeah, uh huh. Like, Tell uh, me more. Yeah. <laughs> um Um, i guess the next idea present in this uh, if idiots at the wheel or j bones at the wheel however you want to look at it uh no one needs anyone they don't even just pretend uh i think this is just a call to the american like individualism ideals yeah and some sense of isolation and not Mm -hmm. getting help from people or whatever or not trying to understand other people um yeah and not even trying (laughs) to some degree I, i almost wonder I mean, uh, British culture sometimes gets uh, criticized for maybe being like too formal and standoffish. Right. So it's like, I wonder if it's drawing a comparison there. It's like we at least pretend, <laughs> like we, like, right? Yeah, uh, we even even though a- it's it's veiled uh, disinterest or whatever. It's like right. We at least play it civility, like or like I, I, oh, yeah. you know. I don't we're, know. We're though. being polite. We're being kind. I think yeah, because it's there. We're kind of talking about this like cruelty and individualism in America that it's kind of weird because it is this homogenizing effort, but it homogenizes everyone to think that they are alone. Yeah. It's a very contradictory state of being. Yeah, I guess the idea of people being isolated was, I mean, it's been around for a while. This would have mm-hmm. been early days of internet, so I don't know if that would have been because of that, but David no, Bowie was on I the internet pretty early. Dave Bowie was on the internet, and he, that's the other that. thing. Is he is a big tech believer. He was always That's like, true. you got to be on the internet. It's the th- we're going crazy places. He was always kind of on that bandwagon. Yeah. Um. Do you think David Bowie would have played Assassin's Creed? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> why Assassin's Creed? That. Why Assassin's Creed? <laughs> Just <laughs> it's like, did David Bowie play video games? Uh, he uh, wrote a soundtrack for one. So wrote a soundtrack for one. I I wonder what his involvement is with video yeah. game or was we'll, th- for, for, we'll, we'll have to ask uh his uh, we'll have to ask iman oh uh, yeah i'll send a letter to the estate yeah. <laughs> see if they respond see if they respond yeah but uh we we, we can cop- encapsulate here what america is in some some loose some broad strokes yeah as as sort of personified by johnny who as we know was originally just called dummy that's right and then we kind of see why we kind of, well, yeah, we get to the next, we get to the course, which is the other big change. Yeah. So in this, it's, I'm afraid of Americans. I'm afraid of the world. I'm afraid I can't help it. I'm afraid I can't. I'm afraid of Americans. I'm afraid of the world. I'm afraid I can't help it. I'm afraid I can't. I'm afraid of Americans. John is in America. <laughs> and so in the dummy version of the song, it is, I'm afraid of the animals. Right. Which is itself a reference I, I for something. I forget what, though. Uh, to to dumb people, I would imagine. Um, like there's a the line supposedly comes from something else. Oh, so it's like a literary reference. Yeah, or something. I'm afraid of the animal. Okay. Do you think it's a reference to maybe his time on set in uh, Labyrinth? Maybe maybe (laughs) they have afraid of puppets. uh, Yeah, maybe the the Muppet uh, animal visited set once, and he's like, Jesus Christ. I'm afraid of that animal. I, I fear that drummer like I fear nothing else. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Bowie. Yeah, he was always a very scared person. 
Um, <laughs> just fucking stressed on the set of Labyrinth. That's why he's kicking them. There's animals fucking, everywhere, like, man. Dance, magic, dance. He's like, get these things away from me. Uh, but anyway, so he's afraid of Americans. But he's afraid of the world. Uh, it does seem like, obviously, there's some, like, criticisms of American culture and stuff. But it mm-hmm. also, like, he's got some xenophobia issues, too, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't necessarily seem to just be saying, like, oh, no, American culture everywhere. There seems to be an aspect of it that's like, this is partially a failing on my part to understand them. Yeah, you even see that in the music video, especially. Yeah. Because people, he kind of, like, hallucinates some of these horrific American aspects, and then everybody Mm kind of looks at him, they're like, what is wrong with this dude? Yeah. And that you, we, we do have to understand that, like he kind of said in this quote, he's like, "I'm. It's not. This isn't born in the USA. Right. Like, I'm not coming for America." I think he acknowledges his own part in it, and but also acknowledges how like horrific this this can be. This homogenization, this driving Americanism. It's he's kind of you know he's kind of got to balance that angle. So yeah, you're right. and it's like, how do you how do you balance that? Because like we said, um. We especially, perhaps in Canada, do like the sort of dumb American stereotype, but it, it is still a stereotype, and and you know we're party to that. And and as much as th- there are negative effects of this homogenization of culture, we're also party to that. And like, <laughs> yeah, no one's there's... necessarily doing it on purpose, especially if you factor in like the internet. Everyone's just kind of being their self. It just happens that one culture is like kind of dominant in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Because and it's... there's just so much of it. So much of it, and yeah, it's been the main like exporter of culture for fucking years. Yeah, long and, time. yeah and we play part like we send our best musicians to the fucking states. We don't keep them we in do. Canada. Yeah, Carly Rae Jepsen. I'm pretty sure doesn't even live here anymore. What yeah, the heck, Carly Rae Jepsen? And I mean, I mean, yeah, we kept Rush and uh, <laughs> Tragically Hip. Yeah, <laughs> that's who we kept. And the on rural Alberta side. Advantage. Hey, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I think Tegan and Sarah moved back here, so that's cool. That's true, but yeah, it's it's like a rite of passage that when you get big enough in Canada, right. it's like get these dipshits like, to the go states, to like L.A. or or Nashville or something, mm-hmm. or apparently Phoenix. Phoenix? Oh, is that a big one? Uh, I don't think it's a big one. <laughs> oh, it's like the little one. Just like so one or two. I've heard about. You can't make it anywhere else. Go cook yourself in yeah. Phoenix. Yeah, <laughs> it's close enough to L.A., right? Yeah maybe so yeah the chorus is this it's and it's funny it's fucking funny to be afraid of americans when like they're just people it's just people True. man but yeah. but then he's like i'm afraid of the world and that again drives this homogenizing yeah. culture idea he's like exactly. these Ameri- and, and he takes it to the extreme later when he says god is an american mm-hmm. that's both like a terrifying idea and a pretty good punchline. like god is an american it's yeah it's a cool good. line especially when you're talking about like being afraid of that and like there's some like fear of the lord in there Mm-hmm. Um, as well. So Yeah, and it feeds into this weird, like you said, this kind of unreliable paranoia angle of the narrator here. Mm-hmm. Or it's like he's talking nonsense now. God's an American. Okay, buddy. <laughs> um, we now we come to further characterize Johnny in verse two. Yeah. Johnny wants a brain, Johnny wants to suck on a coke. Johnny wants a woman, Johnny wants to think of a joke. Johnny's in America. Yeah. So did you know the line was a joke? Um, Johnny wants to think of a joke. No, I don't think I did. <laughs> I thought it was Johnny wants to think of her junk. Huh, I didn't think that. I, I really did think that. Um, and then I thought I was listening to one of the other versions. So I was like, oh, they changed it to a joke. That's weird. And then I went back and double checked. <laughs> and I was wrong. You're wrong. Um, he does 
straight up call out pussy later. So it's not he as does. if and sex I also is off kind of I heard I didn't necessarily know that he was just talking about Johnny and suck on a coke does kind of sound like it says suck on a cock. Suck on a cock, yeah. So yeah. I wonder if that is intentional. Um, maybe put a little like ooh, a little he wants to because like. I mean, it's more sensible to suck on a Coke than to suck on a chili dog, if we're being real. In terms of songs <laughs> yeah. that talk, talk about sucking on something. If you're going to suck on something. But I've uh, never been, like, hanging out. I'm like, liquid. fuck, I could suck on a Coke right now, guys. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's... I'm trying it's to think if I've parched. heard the term, but, like, just the, like, sort of casual consumption of being like, you're sucking on a... But it's just chili dogs, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just eating a chili dog. <laughs> Let's not make it fucking weird. Yeah, I'm gonna make it make it moist first with my saliva <laughs> so I can digest it easier. That's right, yeah. It's like a fucking popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, really yeah, Johnny wants a brain. I, I, brain? Head? Maybe, again, to that suck on a Coke, suck on a cock idea? True. That's a tenuous connection. Yeah, but... I mean... Brain salad surgery is a valid uh, fellatio. Um, uh, what's the word? Hom- homonym? homonym? That's what it means. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it shares a, a definition. What do yeah. you call that? So brain, cock, junk. These are all <laughs> not what it's saying. <laughs> it's yeah, but I, I don't like. I don't brain. doubt that. That's especially when we come to the next one, where we we're kind of treating Johnny as a base character. First, Johnny wants a brain because he's an idiot, right? Like, right. Like, Base level, he's fucking dumb. Yeah, and the next, and it ends with him wanting to think of a joke. He wishes he was clever. Right. He he's he he wants to be smarter, uh, but he's not. And like he wants to interact with brands. You know, yes. there's some of that corporatization in there. Um, and then like he's fairly single minded about like he wants just to consume. He wants a woman, and he wants to be funny. Yeah. That is like, in some way, that's the American dream. It's like, yeah, you're having yeah. Coca Cola. I know. I hear that. Good. I'm like, ah, he's such a loser. I'm like, wait, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I do want those things. You're like, yeah, I kind of do want to uh, suck on a Coke right now. <laughs> wish, wish I was sucking on a Coke. All I've got is this water bottle I can drink loudly into the microphone. All I've got is this chili dog. <laughs> All I've got is this Tootsie Pop. And I don't even know how long that's going to last. Yeah. How many licks does it take? I think three. So that's not many. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's what's going on in that one. We're talking about Johnny some more. We're gonna talk we're about, Johnny about Johnny even more later. Yeah, we're painting this sort of like American idea. This like this picture of the dumb American. We hit the chorus again. Um, verse three. Johnny's in America. Johnny looks up at the stars. Johnny combs his hair, and Johnny wants pussy and cars. Johnny's in America. Johnny's in America. Yeah, he does. I mean, just talking about the combing hair and cars makes me think of like greasers. So it is very like American. Yeah, and very like vapid in that sense, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's what you do in your leisure time. You comb your hair, right? It's all visual, at least. Yeah, and then cars, obviously a symbol of consumerism. He wants mm-hmm. cars, plural. And that is, I guess like greaser era is like a real Americana era, right? Yeah, it's like ah, like, oh, we were driving around in our cool cars with our ladies with a cool greased hair. Yeah, you got your like T bird and your. I guess grease that you put in your hair and also on the car. I don't know. It's a greasy yeah. time. Uh, sure everything was, was getting greased. Gas. Yeah. <laughs> lead in the gas, lead in the milkshakes, baby. It was <laughs> so it kind of built on lead. Supposedly lead is actually sweet. I've and like that's that, one yeah. of the reasons why like children's toys painted with lead paint were so often just chew I mean kids chew on everything, but like they were also yeah. like kind of sweet. So they're like, oh yeah. So they, yeah, they're being rewarded for it. Whatever, they're like, fuck, exactly. this is pretty good. Um, but I've never tried it, so I don't know. 
Yeah, I no, haven't tried it. I've tried a Nintendo Switch cartridge. Pretty bitter. You tried it? <laughs> <laughs> I licked it just a bit. I was like, oh, I gotta see. It is pretty bitter. Okay. Yeah, I haven't tried it, but I've got loads. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Johnny looks up the stars. I think we kind of got two ideas there, right? One, the stars like celebrities, stars right? Stripes. Oh, stars and stripes too. Three meanings. Oh my gosh. And so like then flag. Um, yeah. Famous people. And then I think just like idealism, just like kind of like looking up the stars. So he's a like, dreamer. Oh. He's a dreamer, yeah. Which, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just characterization. It doesn't have to all be negative. But the song does think of him in a, or paint him in a negative light. Yeah. So I'm like, it's, it's okay to look up to people and to have aspirations. Mm-hmm. But maybe part of it is like the dreaming without action or something. Like that, he, he looks and... up at the stars, but all he wants is pussy and cars. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, even him looking at these like stars and idolizing them, he's not idolizing them for like their commitment to craft right. or like their ability to do great things, but their ability to 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 rake in pussy and yeah, cars. Or, or like just be famous kind of generally, right? It's mm-hmm. the like fame for fame's sake idea. Yeah. Of, like you, there's not a thing you want to do that as a byproduct of it you become famous. It's you just want to you want be to do it for the fame. For the yeah. fame, for the recognition. Exactly. Do it for the gram, as the kids say these days. Do they say it? I don't think they say that anymore. (laughs) I haven't heard that phrase in a while. Not from young people. Not that I talk to young people. Right. But I was at a company Christmas party a month ago. And and, uh, we have some younger employees, so. Oh, yeah. I was talking with some older employees. They were like, did you know what, do you know what she was talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Uh but I missed the first part of the conversation, so I don't know if I would have... You're like, yeah, brain salad surgery, so it's... (laughs) Yeah, it's actually a slang term. Um, Not the old Referring to a a delicacy delicacy. from the 1950s. Yeah, it's it's got jello in it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so the first three, this sort of idealism, maybe this corrupted idealism, I'm like mixed in with this golden era idea of what America is. It's a, it's it, like like it's a pretty cynical look at America. It's it's pretty like look at Johnny. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah, I mean they could literally call him dummy in the original. Yeah, but it, like we we kind of tear down Johnny, and then we hit the what they call the interlude here on Genius, where it's like God is an American. So right. like dumb as these guys are, as as stupid as they may seem, this is the driving force of the universe. Right, they're still the kings. <laughs> yeah, or the king or whatever. Um, and they're still, yeah, like you said, driving the culture in a lot of ways. Yeah. So it does almost feel like at this point, maybe it's more how he says it, but like, it's like he's realizing this after all this, he's like going through all this stuff and he's like, oh no, (laughs) God is an American. It's almost like HP Lovecraft. Like he gets this, he realizes the, the like horror. Right. It's just like looking around and he's like, oh my God. Like, it's the God. world around me is terror. Like, it is God. And does that play into... We kind of skipped over most of the chorus because it seems pretty straightforward. But he's when he says, I'm afraid I can't help it, is he talking about his fear of Americans, that he can't help but be afraid? Or is he talking about that he can't alter the situation? Right, he can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. I've kind of heard it both ways. And I think both work. Yeah. So I, I, I would give it a, a both stamp. Both. both yeah, I would say, yeah, we're stamping it. It's got the both stamp, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make yeah. a stamp sound. That was a stamp. Rubber stamp. Okay. Rubber stamping it. It felt good. I don't know uh, if we'll that's audible it, or We'll not. see if it picks up on the uh, the recording. Yeah. I heard it. 
Okay. But it might get sound gated. Um, for those who didn't hear it, it sounded like this. Boom. Yeah, I just hit a table. So you just hit a table. It's just a bang sound. Like we don't stamp. actually have a rubber stamp, okay, folks? There's no. There's no How do you know? You can't see exist. me. Okay, I, I can't. I see don't you, have a rubber stamp. You told me you slammed the table. I trust you, but I trust you. <laughs> right, I did. How do you know I didn't slam a table with a stamp? <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> all right, folks. He stamped it. Um, uh, that's it for the lyrics, though. It all repeats at this point. We get another yeah. chorus. We get God is an American. God is an American. Uh, great song. Love it. Great lyrics. Yeah. Let's talk about electronic production. Let's talk about electronic production and let's make the bold choice to talk about three versions at the same time here. Dummy, uh, the album version and the, uh, Trent Reznor remix. Yeah. Okay. I didn't listen to the Trent Reznor remix as much as the other ones. It's okay. Uh, There's only really one part we need to point out. All right. Let's Um, go. And I will, I will do that. Let's do it. So the big thing that carries across all of them is this synth that goes, which is a pretty cool riff. I mean, it's very like computery. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got the, the bleepy bloopy thing going on. Yeah. And a bit of that isolation concept, I think, comes in there. Oh, Just even like by in, how like disconnected beginning. it is, right? Yeah. I was called a zigzag synth. Zigzag, because you're smoking cigarettes to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else happens? I mean, it, at least in the album version, mm-hmm. you get a lot of. Um, okay, I'm listening to the wrong version. Um, <laughs> there's a couple other synths there too, right? There's like a pop, 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 like thing that's kind of like panning around, um, oh, yes. and like the, there's this really, really low buzzy. Oh no, there's a buzzy bass line and then a really low bass as well that you can like, like you can't make it out. It feels just like a rumble. Yeah, it is just kind of like, yeah, filling in a rumble space. So yeah, you get the like, like that guy. And then there's also just like, <laughs> just kind of happening, which later jumps up a bit, but not yeah. till after. And, and that, then, sorry. Sorry, yeah, that buzzy with that, yeah. was not in the dummy version. The dummy version is yeah. a little sparser. Um, a little quieter mix. The the big change from Dummy to I'm Afraid of Americans in terms of music is just like richness of audio. And there's a lot. So much there's a lot going in. on. Mm-hmm. It's like pretty full production. Uh, the other thing in the intro that I'm not going to count as a verse because it's not words um, is uh, there's some vocalizations. Yes. Which is... I'm trying to remember if he does that in the live one. He does that I would hope he does it in the live one. Um, which is, yeah, those are kind of, this is almost like the three elements, like, because they come yeah, that back that is the, later. like, backbone of this yeah. song, is the, uh, 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 of, like, uh, uh, there's the, uh, uh, that, and then there's the, the doo doo like, the zigzag synth, and then there's the buzzy synth yeah. line. And then yeah, there's a lot of other components. stuff going on, but that's kind of the, those are the big Yeah, other riffs, stuff like the hooks. enriches it. Yeah. Um, let me see here. I did kind of break down my notes into the, the, the dummy version and the... Yeah, I have a little bit about the dummy version somewhere. Yeah, there's this kind of like weird, um, like electronic shout kind of noise that comes in on that one. It's I like, didn't timestamp yeah. it, of course. It's like screechy stuff. Yeah, a bit of screeching. Oh, wait a, a minute. Like, the shout? I think I might know what you're talking about. Yeah. Let's see if I can find it. Is it 108? Um, I think it comes up multiple times, but 108 might be... Yeah, I, it happens a few times, but does it happen at 108? Yeah. Is it the... <laughs> yeah, that sounds almost... like Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. So that's something you don't catch in later versions. They take out that word. <laughs> they do have a thing that 
well not that similar but they do have like a a, a chord right um, i have a timestamp on that as well somewhere it happens a few times so if you go to like 26 seconds on the album version yeah um there's a chord there that Sorry, twenty eight. Okay, it's not that oh, yeah, similar. That bum, 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 bum. Yeah, that sort of yeah, random like classic <laughs> lick Discordant or something. Yeah, chord. um, yeah, which isn't actually that similar, but for some reason I remembered that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing about the Showgirls version, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's more outsidey in a couple ways, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we already talked about the lyrical differences. Um, the the drum sounds are a bit more metallic and you get those like big snares uh, that are like more industrial. Um, yeah. And then it just kind of has like a thinner sound overall. There's less bass, less low end. Um, yeah. And then later on, it comes in with these like really distorted voices, which sort of are similar to things that happen in other places on outside. Yeah, 100%. So it is more of that, like, industrial rock noise. Yeah. Which is, I mean, they're, they're related. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, like, that different, but it is different. Yeah, even, like, because both versions have, like, a sort of instrumental breakdown section, and the one on the Showgirls soundtrack is a little more focused on just, like, like auxiliary noises you get like a wah, 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 siren kind of noise and just oh, some general some like sound effects yeah like banging and things like it's that blah voice comes back blah voice yeah it's very industrial oh, yeah. um there's a bit of cowbell in there at some point uh we do get afraid of americans right at the end though it is the name of the song yeah, but not. It wasn't at that point in time. Oh, right, it wasn't. Was it just called Dummy or something? What did you? Yeah, say it was called? just. It was titled Dummy, and like even the chorus at that point was "I'm afraid of the animals." Right. Yeah. So I guess the animal. Yeah. Interesting that that still comes into there. Yeah, that the idea was still there. Maybe treated as a sort of reveal of like, oh, the animals are American. Americans. It's like I'm afraid of this idiot, man. This guy's so fucking dumb. This guy's you, idiot. And you're like, oh, oh. shit. Gotcha. Gotcha. You, you agreed with everything I said and then realized I was talking about you? Yeah, one of those like, hey man, this we got three leaders. One of them's a drunk who cheats on his wife. The other is Thomas Jefferson and the other's like a good vegan man. And you're like, well, I'd want the good vegan to leave. He's like, that's Hitler, you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh yeah. You want Hitler to run. And you're like, oh no. Oh no. You aborted I I was back veganism, like, oh, but I was backing Nazism. <laughs> I was backing Nazism. Who knew? <laughs> on accident. Why does yeah. that keep happening? God, how does it keep happening? Um, <laughs> but that's your that's your uh, that's the, showgirls that's version. The differences. Um, I think it's stronger to have. I, I don't think we need the reveal take. I think having I'm afraid of Americans up front and center is a little yeah, more fun. It makes it makes sense. It's not like you hear that twist and you're like, damn. I mean, that was our whole joke for the last couple seconds. Yeah, it's like not much of a reveal. <laughs> it's not uh, it, like even listening to it. I was like, wait, do you say I'm afraid of Americans at the end? Neat. <laughs> <laughs> cool um yeah what else going on um, um you know the chorus is pretty rich it is especially like version. going between the verse and the chorus there's quite a yeah. pickup and i suspect i mean there's a lot of like dance stuff going on here so yeah. that's a part of that um i was definitely unclear on what is a guitar and what is a synth 
part of that is um, Reeves Gabriel's, like you said, was playing through uh, all the fuzz pedals he could find or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he, he says it was like he says I was using fuzz boxes, quote, until I ran out. Right, which is, yeah, impressive. Um, mm-hmm. Or I don't know. I mean, it's not that impressive to just link them all together, but it's impressive to make that sound half decent. Yeah, that's um, sort of like maximalist yeah. approach to being like, we want something crunchy and fuzzy. Well, I'm just going to fucking just throw all these in. Everything I got. Uh, Reeves Gabriels, of course, uh, long time uh, professional guitar player. I shouldn't say it that way. Um, uh, <laughs> I think he's yeah. worked, worked in the studio a lot. He's uh, also was part of Tin Machine. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now he's currently part of, since 2012, he's been part of The Cure. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, that's not like the most impressive time to be part of The Cure. Uh, right. <laughs> but he's, he's been around for a long time and he's, uh, I think, more like well, fairly well regarded, but like in the industry. He's yeah, not really he's, like a like a big name outside of for that. For sure. Yeah, he does good work though. Yeah, I like Tin Machine. I like this song. Um and yeah, like like you said, it's so heavily altered with all those fuzz boxes. It's like I can only know it's a guitar because I know that Reeves Gabriel told me he used all these right. fuzz boxes. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's it's cool sound though. Yeah, you get that massive crunch and then you get this kind of like high synth doing this uh, which line is that? That's like around. That's in the chorus. It's like oh, the high bit. The like the yeah. the the bloops. Oh yeah. no, wait. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Of the, no, it's the, the bleeps. It's not the bloops. I'm thinking of the verse. Oh yeah, you get the you get your riff. Yeah, yeah, not the no, oh, not that one, but the the part countering that. Okay, yeah. There's so many parts. I know it's it's like we said, it's rich. Um, and that makes the God is an American like bridge section. I think hit really well. It really cuts down. Yeah, it cuts, and we get the like the realization like that plays a lot better than the the quote unquote twist of the showgirls. Yeah, it feels like a real like crash zoom into face. I don't know why I'm thinking that. Like maybe it's was intentional but i really get the like someone's like having this like epiphany yeah uh yeah it's and yeah it's such a like drop moment and it's emphasized even more in the like the trans resner uh remix but that like god is an american and like the crushing realization of that so yeah to think of it in cinematic terms i think checks out because it it gives that kind of vibe all right cool yeah uh, the other thing to mention about the Trent Reznor version, the really big thing, c- just because it's used in multiple versions after this, is on the chorus, there's just two big dumb chords. This... Right. And that's carried on to a lot of versions. Okay. Yeah, like I said, didn't include that one. The general notes for... I mean, you could say, if you want to be lazy, you could say it just sits between the showgirls version and this version. I think that's inaccurate. I would say it's it's a bit darker. It is a little bit sparser in the instrumentation, but it hits harder maybe with each instrument that's in there. Yeah, things feel a bit wider. Yeah. Uh, so he's sonically. pulling like a like it's like he's punching harder with less instruments whereas here we're punching hard with like a just a wealth of sound. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. The, makes sense the, to me anyway, who is The Reznor version is the underdog versions. whereas the album version is the reigning champion, you know. Just They're he's both got strong, the but for, yeah, he's got the resources. Um so there's another sound and it's kind of like a screechy sound and I'm trying to figure out if it's I think it's the saxophone, but I'm not sure. And the timestamp mm-hmm. I have is 151. Uh it's in the chorus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me get over there. 
Um, yeah. Saxophone. Kind of. Oh yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, I want. You know, you might be right. Hang, I do have the uh, the credits. Uh, credits here. I don't know if sax. There's no sax. Hmm. So what we have oh, on also the song, saxophone, David Bowie. Oh shit! Uh, it's credited in in title. Uh, okay, perfect. It's not credited on Wikipedia. <laughs> I gotta be using that title credits feature more. I'm I'm fucking up here, Alex. I, I mean, I've just like I said, I just learned about it like a week ago. So also, good call even catching that as a sax because similar to the guitar, <laughs> yeah. Like, like it just sounds like altered. another one of the synths. I'm pretty sure that's the sax in there. I, it must be because where else is it? I know, right? It <laughs> sounds the most like a saxophone. If they were like, no, 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 we need the saxophone to sound like something completely different, and we need a synthesizer to sound like a saxophone. It's saxophone like, well, is like, wait a minute, what, <laughs> we can simplify. What this. are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like maybe a. Uh, a uh, theremin or something because just that yeah. high pitch but yeah no you got to be right alto sax I think so um yeah so again like rich that's in there um yeah it's very cool it's very heavy um i had my partner greta listen to it this week and she's like the whole experience made me uneasy <laughs> i guess that it's effective right yeah because i mean it's about fear mm-hmm. yeah it's about and unease wow <laughs> Fear and unease, yeah, and like like you said, we get the like we get like e- like musically, it really plays into that. I think I think with the the crunchy so- sounds, like focusing on a digital soundscape makes it less human and makes it a little more eerie that way. Um, and just kind of like the spacing between things, the the movement from soft to like heavy in the chorus is it's all brilliant, smart stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and surprise, it's, yeah. surprise, we think Bowie's pretty fucking. Yeah, we good. like this Bowie song too. Wow, wow. For those of you. Who who maybe are are thinking that we're biased? We once gave Bowie worst version of his own song. So, which one was that? That was loving the alien. Okay, yeah, but we also gave him best version. We probably also gave him best version <laughs> uh, for his live version of it. So, yeah, which which kills man. Great song. Uh, it's very funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So this song's great. What do we end on with this one? Does it just kind of fade out? Um. Actually, I was just going back to check because my notes don't agree with the lyrics as they are written online. So I'm just double checking. Yeah, because I, I always thought it. he said at some point Johnny's an American. Yeah, or Johnny's in America, and then the the outro on on Genius says it just says God is an American. So I wonder if that changed in right. different versions. I'm not sure yet. Oh yeah, at the end of this one, it's just Johnny's in America. Yeah, so. God is an American must be the end of the, the Trent Reznor remix. Yeah, I think so. I but I haven't checked here. it. There's actually two versions of the Trent Reznor remix. One's shorter than the other. I'm pretty sure. Is it just a, a radio edit? A radio edit? I would believe that. Because like V1 radio edit. Uh, yeah, V1 radio edit. It also ends with Johnny's in America. Let's see the non-radio edit. Oh yeah, the non-radio edit. Um, God is an American, I think. Hang on, let me get that. Yeah, so they're they're doing the lyrics for the. So they are a little different. Yeah, I guess the other thing to note because I mentioned it in the the intro. So some right. lyrics were transposed, uh, which really just means he took some of the stuff that was already in the dummy version and just moved it later in the song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moved <laughs> that's that's really it for this, like instrumentally. 
at least the best we can do without just forming an incredible mouth band right here and, and going through every part <laughs> bit by bit. Which we could do. Uh, but we should talk about the music video. The music video, which is a delight. So this is directed by um, Dominic Holling and Nick Goffey, who goes Dom and Nick. I almost said Nom and Dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they won an award for a Nike commercial. They were doing uh, a lot of music videos in this era. They, they do a lot of work with the Chemical Brothers and Supergrass, um, two bands I don't really fucking know, but they yeah. do a lot with them. Uh, Bowie says at the time they were, quote, making very interesting, quite hard-edged British videos at the moment. I felt it was important that it retained that outsider's perspective of America. Yeah, I would definitely expect um, David Bowie to know directors. <laughs> yes, that is something, especially at this point in his career. Yeah. Um, shot in New York City, Trent Reznor playing the, the Johnny character, the scary kind of stalker. Mm -hmm. uh, he says here, they wanted a kind of taxi driver feel to the whole thing. That's kind of what it's based on. That's why I'm in my Travis Bickle outfit. Yeah, he's got Travis quite a suit. Yeah, that's the, Bowie's got quite a suit. And then uh, Reznor's oh, dressed Oh, Trent Reznor. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I take it from that that you've never seen Taxi Driver. Yeah, I've never seen Taxi Driver. Although okay. now I'm looking, like I've seen... I've seen you know of Images Taxi, from Taxi Driver, Driver yeah, it's, right? It's like, quite famous. I only saw it a couple weeks back. Um, great film. And also on Netflix, if you want to see it. All right. I'll put that on the list right after Goodwill Hunting. Right after Goodwill Hunting, yeah. Alex and I are talking a lot about a lot of films most people have already seen. Yeah. Unless they're Zoomers. We're probably ahead of the Zoomers on this. Oh, good. At least we're ahead of the Zoomers. Got to stay ahead of the Zoomers. They're known for going fast. <laughs> All right. Um, so this video opens with a kind of still-looking shot on a, a New York like intersection. Yeah, it's David almost Bowie's like too real. Stand. Like maybe it's just because there's not much motion, but it, looking at it, it was like too clear. Yeah, and this is the 4K upgrade. This this True. video on but YouTube, maybe. so it could be that. And there is like a weird because some people are still in this. Rather like that, I guess it's just because they're stopped at the light, maybe. But yeah, it does feel like weird. We zoom up on David Bowie's very cool suit, a kind of like 60s carpet. <laughs> yeah, is it Paisley? I don't know if it's quite Paisley, but it's, it's like full it's pattern. It's in the realm of Paisley. Like it's fully patterned. Suit. It looks fairly thick, too. Or is it just a coat? No, it's a full suit. It's, pants it's a full too, suit, right? the pants. And then he's wearing yeah. a, yeah, it's for sure Paisley. If you look yeah. up Paisley, yeah, it's Paisley, baby. So he's got um, his Paisley suit on with a yellow turtleneck underneath. Yeah. Great so, look. I mean, look and fly, as always. Yeah. And then Trent Reznor's just, like, standing behind him. And he starts yeah. to look over his shoulder. And then eventually starts to run away. Yeah. So, worth noting, the newspaper says Johnny's an American. Right. Uh, and this yeah. is Johnny. This we established later, but it is Johnny. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he like, walks away from uh, Reznor. He's doing some lip syncing. Reznor's following him and doing, like, a, a scarier lip sync. At the same time. Because right. he's doing it through, through gritted teeth. Is he, I didn't realize he was lip syncing, but he does like... Yeah, he grits yeah, his teeth. No one needs yeah, everyone. Okay. They don't even just pretend. And the, like, the back half of that is given to Reznor's face. And he's like, oh, okay. spooky. Yeah, and he just chases him for a while. Yeah. Like, like, and so we're, we're, like he's very driven. It's like Terminator. I haven't seen Terminator either. Yeah. Actually. So he like starts running down the middle of the street. He's fucking chasing him. Um, he's also is, chewing gum. It's not that important, but he is chewing gum. He is chewing gum. It's like so, he doesn't joke on that. Yeah. Uh, and as he's running, he just sees like some other people run into each other, 
and like pretend to there's a lot of finger guns in this there movie. are a lot of finger guns but not the cool ones yeah like not aggressive the friendly like ones, they look yeah. like they're holding a firearm but they're just pointing their fingers yeah so they'll go from like pointing their fingers to eventually like miming holding larger guns yeah later on yeah so he manages to dodge johnny and then he like catches his breath and sees some dude like some old dude maybe getting a hand job from a phantom woman <gasps> Yeah, who is there sometimes and not there sometimes. Yeah, because other times you see just this, like, uh, shooting range target dude, you know? Like a poster with a guy with a gun on it, and it's got the, the little points fields. Oh, yeah, I kind of didn't think of that. That's like the graffiti or a, uh, a poster in the background. Yeah, because that, yeah. that poster does get flashed again in a, in a quick, like, sequence of things. Yeah, yeah, it's weird because like it zooms in, you see like this woman and she's kind of bent over and like looks at him and stands up, but then it zooms like pulls out and it's just the guy standing on his own. Yeah, she's not even there. And the dude like smiles at him creepy like we get a close up. So is that just part of his like his xenophobia kind of then? Is that Yeah, the he's like these fucking sex mongering Americans. They're so filthy, they're getting yeah, the we don't have those in the street. In, in Britain. We have districts for it. Do they have red light districts in Britain? I don't know. Don't know off the top of my head. But then we see. We, we, this is where we start to see because up to this point we've kind of trusted David Bowie. Saw a scary guy. Yeah. Ran. And then we see this interaction with a cop, where this guy comes up behind and fakes just blowing his fucking yeah, brains uh, out. Yeah, a priest. He's got a. He's got oh, a he's collar. A priest. On. Yeah. Good call. And then he runs, and then the cops like, "What's up with that guy?" He's like talking to the priest. He's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. So yeah, and then this is a section. I mean, he David Bowie's running, and you see some other. There's like some kids who are like, looks like Pretended they're just like play other. fighting, but they are yeah, yeah. Also have finger guns, and then there's various people on the on the just sidewalk fighting and stuff. Yeah, it's funny because he sees those kids, and then we get a second shot of those kids where they're just sitting and like looking at them. And they're like, "What the fuck is wrong with yeah. this guy?" <laughs> So it does seem like he's he's seeing all these people as violent or, or mm-hmm. as potentially violent, but they're actually just people on the street. Yeah. He sees like a, a, a girl talking to a younger kid and she pulls out, uh, she pulls out, she, she pulls out a out. shotgun. No, there's yeah, no shotgun. A large shotgun. And so he's freaking out and he finally gets into a taxi cab. And he thinks he's safe. We see a, an old lady come up to his window and pretend to blow her brains out. Yeah, that's and, kind of cre- that's kind of creepy part actually. Yeah, that's like very believable too. Having having lived in a place where where people will approach you like that because they're not well, like yeah, yeah, somebody would come up to your window and do that. Sometimes they pepper spray you randomly. That yeah, sometimes they do that too. <laughs> not great. Um, yeah, so that happens. F- creepy old lady who yeah puts a yeah. puts a handgun a hand a, a finger gun <laughs> mm-hmm. to her to her temple. Uh, yeah, and then for the next bit, he's just kind of riding in the in the taxi, yeah, he almost like kind of tired and exasperated. Laughs and it goes. off yeah. at a bit because he's like, "Fucking Johnny, he just wants pussy and cars." All right, we're okay. Yeah, but then he notices the taxi driver. Yeah, another taxi driver reference, maybe. Hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Trent Reznor. He's Johnny. Yeah, you think it's Billy Paveda, whoever that is, but it's actually Johnny. No yeah, last name. because when it pulls up, like you can see the taxi driver, and it's not Trent Reznor. Like it's a guy yeah. with a beard. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but then he changes. So it also seems like he's seeing Johnny everywhere. So presumably, I mean, he read the article about Johnny and then he starts to see him everywhere. So it does ah, seem, you know. Ah, good point. Yeah. He's he like, sees him behind him first. And now is afraid. Yeah. So then he's trapped in the cab and, and Reznor's driving like a maniac. <laughs> and then he eventually gets dropped off in an alleyway here. And he's and then Trent Reznor does like a kind of Metal Gear Solid Four moment here, where he's got oh, a fake where gun, he's doing fake guns to actually, but, then but the things actually guns. blow up. Yeah, it is a Metal Gear Solid Four moment. This video has everything. It's, it's got it all, baby. We're going through it beat by beat, I think, because it is very good. Yeah, we're going. We're, yeah, we're going in detail. Yeah, so he pretends to shoot it up. The the taxi starts blowing up. This is where you catch another shot of that Target poster. Getting oh. some bullets through it. Yeah, it's I didn't notice the poster. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then Bowie's freaking out. He's like, he's cowering. And then, boom, the taxi cab's perfectly fine. Yeah. Cuts away, and it's just... The, the, the tires are back together, and he's just crouching on the street. Or, yeah. And he's okay. Yeah. And then he, he realizes, realizes that God, that is, God an is an American. And then we get this bizarro, like, Mad Max death cult. Yeah, marching through the streets in their little parade. Yeah. They've got like some very interesting facial hair mm-hmm. uh, and, and like skull masks. And then skull masks. Trent Reznor's there. As Jesus Christ, he's as, carrying the cross. Yeah. So I don't know necessarily what that imagery means in terms of one, the idea of that we God discussed before of, of like the American culture versus who Johnny is versus what it means. To be carrying a cross mm-hmm. in this way, um, but it's definitely provocative. It's I will say, yeah, like this this whole little parade at the end is like I don't fully grasp it. I mean, I get the baseline of he's carrying the cross. Jesus is God. God is an American. Boom, right. bang, boom. But yeah, further implications or over like that. People see him as a savior, but he is like a psycho kind of. Yeah, he's uh, he's unwell. We got that priest from earlier here. All the freaks are out. We got yeah. a guy wearing Christmas lights all over him. And that's your ending shot is pulling away from that. It's it's pretty fucking like like yeah, just like mildly like unnerving. You're just like, oh, I don't fucking know about these guys. Yeah, and although the people in the back look like they're just having a good time. Yeah, they're, they're just, just kind of dancing, dancing uh, in the streets. Whoa. In New York City. Of, yeah. <laughs> Pittsburgh PA. <laughs> don't forget the motor city oh shit i forgot the motor city come on don't forget the motor city um yeah very cool uh it plays great with the lyrics and like even the moments like the god is an american reveal as we kind of realize that bowie's been hallucinating and then this, this fucking parade that also has it's good it's a great music video yeah it's very cool and like i i only saw part of it but I remember being very taken in, even just by like seeing the image of of Bowie in his like suit on the street, especially with mm-hmm. that hair. I'm that like, hair, what? Yeah. Because at the time, I was like, when did David Bowie have that hair? Like, I didn't know about '90s Bowie. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting image. A lot of secret looks in his uh, <laughs> in his life. Yeah, but that's. An hour in, we finally covered everything about the original. We technically talked about three versions. We did Let's talk about three versions in a music video, so. Way to go, us. But we got to talk about some real covers here. Let's talk Amber Spyglass in 2004. We do. Yeah, not the book. I've been 
the book sure does make it difficult to look these people up. But also, they have, I mean, I looked on Spotify, four mm-hmm. monthly listeners. But they're not so big. Okay. They're not big. So, but so I don't know anything about them, though. They're an ethereal slash dream pop slash gothic band from Boston. Okay, good. That's all I got. Yeah, that works for me. I mean, this is also 2004, so the chances that these guys are still together are probably pretty low. I would say pretty low, if not for the fact that their use of like ethereal and dream pop as oh genre would have been a little bit later feels a little later to me, but I might just not be that smart. I could just be dumb. I don't know. I, I um, mean, I haven't looked it up. I'm just guessing, so I have no I'm idea. I'm just guessing, man. But yeah, you get a bit of that vibe from this little gothic. We open with acoustic guitar, a little bit like ethereal with that hand drumming. It's a little moody to start, so that's kind of your gothic energy. Yeah, it's uh, this one's cool because it does have that, and there's sort of like an acoustic part and then an electronic part. Mm-hmm. Or rather, it starts with the acoustics and it kind of sets up that like soundscape, and then things start to get replaced by electronic. Yeah, uh, this instruments? guitar like drones in kind of soft in the back and starts mm-hmm. to noodle a little. So I thought that was actually a pretty cool effect. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in this. Yeah. I, I don't know if it means anything, but it sounds cool. Um, yeah, it's like a cool setup. And then it, because it does just give way to the synth doing the boo doop, doo doop, doo doop, doo doop. Yes, they have that. I mean, they keep the riffs and stuff. Uh, I'd say overall, like comparing it to the original, they're a little bit more like mellow, but they still keep a fair amount of distortion on. Um, yeah. But then they they do the sort of like indie detached vocals. Yeah. Uh, and on, I think that kind of, of that. plays with their instruments. Like you said, it's a little more minimal, but it keeps this kind of like, I guess the word to use would be ethereal. This idea of being right. that outsider perspective of America where you're like, this place is strange. We were in a strange place. Right. And the, yeah, um, yeah, you have that ambience and there's a little bit, I mean, I mentioned the detachment. There's a little bit about detachment in the song, you know, no mm-hmm. one needs anyone. They don't even just pretend. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. And like the, almost pulling like funk elements. It's a very staccato, but chill basis. With the a drums? little bit of guitar over there. Or no, bass. that's bass. Oh, okay. You get like a lot of like clean takes on that bass too, where she just breaks. And okay. It's like, it is a cool sound. Do you think it's a synth bass? I think judging by that bit at like fifty-five seconds, and I'm not a professional bassist, sure, but that comes off as a, an electric bass to me okay. more than it does just the way boom boom just something about the attack. It could be a synth bass. Could be very well. Could be. I but. do hear that. You kind of get that pluck sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, do we have a... I kind of like their bridge because they kind of like have this drum roll going on. Yeah. Um, and they just say like Johnny a few times. <laughs> yeah, they do say Johnny a few times. Uh, I wish I would have... I don't have timestamps for this one for some reason. Okay. Um, before we talk about the bridge, though, I want to talk oh, about yeah, the skank on the chorus. Okay. There's a I skank on the chorus. And I'm not um, talking about the lead singer, am I? Hey! <laughs> Should I cut that? What do you think? <laughs> it does have a backbeat. Uh, I didn't notice yeah. that. It's kind of buried because there's like a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. But, and it's very similar like in frequency to that. Uh, but there is, yeah, there is a, a guitar that like accents the backbeat. As she's yeah. s- singing like, God is an American. Yeah, like, that's... Bah. 
the other move, like on the original, it's much more like staccato in the vocal God is up an American. Delivery. God is an American. I'm afraid of Americans. Like goes a little bit longer, but like she yeah. stretches it right she out. She holds it, which I mean, I guess helps with the like ethereal thing because then you get mm-hmm. the sound stretching out and then everything sort of blends together. Yeah, it, it lends to that idea of like isolation too, right? You're like, the things are just sounds just carrying here because nothing else is around. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, um, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I have to say about this one. I didn't have a time. Yeah, but I the, thought it was, the drums are almost decent. jazzy on it. I think it's pretty decent because it, like, as much as they threw genres on it, it doesn't really apply to my like structuring of genres. Is like jazz, reggae, fucking right. rock. It's the the more like emotive ones. It's like oh, it's dream pop. It's ethereal. It's like okay, where it's kind of like more tone based than it is like <laughs> structure based, maybe. But then it also pulls mm-hmm. in like jazzy drums, a reggae backbeat on the chorus. Um, without necessarily sounding like either of those genres. Yeah, I tend to agree that it doesn't sound like those. But yeah, mm-hmm. it has some elements. Yeah, uh, yeah, I thought this one was pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I did like the split. Uh, I mentioned the acoustic going to electric, and then at the end it kind of goes back. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Pretty cool. What else is cool is taking your band name from uh, Band-Aid. I think that's a really cool move. Yeah, another difficult-to-Google uh, group. <laughs> But Fucking I did find a. some information on this one on I Spotify. Think I got a little bit too. This is uh, We Are the World yeah. in 2010. I'm afraid of America. I'm afraid of the world. I'm afraid I can't help it. I'm afraid I can't. I'm afraid of America. According to their Spotify description, uh, mm-hmm. they were critically lauded by stars like the late Dennis Hopper. I don't know why Dennis Hopper uh, and <laughs> Lady Gaga. Strange pick, <laughs> like the guy who played Bowser in the Super Mario <laughs> yeah. Bros. movie. <laughs> um, which almost like I read that uh, uh, because it says Dennis Hopper likes us, and also Lady Gaga brackets who called them her favorite band. I'm like, almost sounds made up because it's like too extreme. Yeah, but I don't know if you can just say that. But I, I don't know if anyone would. Notice. I want I wanted them to have a quote from the villain from Waterworld, Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Dennis Hopper again. <laughs> the protagonist uh, of Space Truckers thinks we're pretty yes. good. <laughs> I like okay. Dennis Hopper. He's pretty That's, good. That's uh, the limits of my Dennis Hopper knowledge. Okay. Um, sorry, my wife has just come in here and presented me with a riddle. A Dennis Hopper-based riddle? I wish. No. Uh, I got From these guys, I got uh, LA-based electropop band Maybe. I put a Maybe there because I'm yeah, like, not 100% LA, sure. Yeah, I see LA. Yeah. Um, this one Lady is, Gaga might like them. Lady Gaga, it might be her fucking favorite for all we know. Yeah. So these guys have a kind of shoo-shoo-like quality at some points. I, I also uh, have shoo-shoo uh, referenced in my notes. Um, Perfect. They, they call they're called experimental, right? Yeah. Um, and and I agree they have that sort of experimental sound, which is weird because you'd think that experimental would be harder to define than that. Um, yeah, it shouldn't sound like anything. But they right? they are in the genre that we call experimental. But I'm not exactly sure what the experiment is or what they're trying to do. Like it's, it's kind of noise, right? A lot of the time. Yeah. Um, I feel like. I don't know. It's just a funny, a funny name, and I know our genres are somewhat meaningless. Like, right, uh, folk and stuff kind of doesn't make sense because it's like, well, it's not folk music if it's pop music. Like, if you made it 
to sell. Like it's not really folk music, but but right. it has the folk sound. But it has the, what sort we of, consider you know, a folk sound. Idea of of whatever. But yeah, theoretically, experimental should not have. We shouldn't be able to pick out something as experimental. Yeah, and like if I hear something that's actually experimental, like you know, some like music PhD types, you know. Who are like, yeah, I tried like combining this like twenty-seven thirty-fifth time signature with this twenty-three fifty-fifth time signature or whatever. And it's right. like, yeah, that's an experiment. You can actually see like what happens and 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 what the outcome of that is versus I, I, I this, which I don't versus know. Again, I don't know what do they're trying. A to little do different, new, yeah. Like <laughs> Other than just like avoiding pop maybe so i don't know i, I don't dislike it because of that. i don't dislike but it's, it it's but a weird it's a weird name it's all yeah, it, it's weird we we do need to hold them to the scientific method if you're yeah an like, what, do they artist, do they are they published are they published <laughs> are they reviewed um you know what is the test do you have a control group like what how what kind of experimenting are we doing here uh, it's, it's a lack lackadaisical but we we open with kind of like big bassy noise big bassy yeah, drum noise what is the but, sound of this one i mean it's that, like you said, like there's a lot of electronic stuff, a lot of synthesizers. I think the drums, uh, I think there's a drum machine and maybe also hand drums on this one. I would believe that because you definitely get some hand drum ish noises. Yeah, um, and then they have some other stuff, like you get some like skipping sounds and like they they do like a ratcheting cymbal that's not as fast as I would think in like a trap beat, but it kind of mm, is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then sometimes their drum sounds like it's underwater. Yeah, is that when it also kind of sounds like it's from Yoshi's Island? <laughs> My timestamp is fifty-three. Fifty-three. Let me see here. Yeah. Kind of like lo-fi and and uh, samples uh, that you'd get from a from a Super Nintendo, I guess. Yeah, it sounds just kind of a bit like a song from Yoshi's Island. I don't know the name of it, but it's like. Unfortunately, I don't know Yoshi's Island music. You got to get in there, Alex. Some of the best stuff is in Yoshi's Island. I know, man. I think it's the athletic theme is like a really solid one. You told me about this guy a while back, YouTuber who like sight reads Mario music on a piano. That's like pretty much his whole bit. That and dude. he does it at like a retirement home or some shit sometimes, or just like some community center. Yeah, he just and like plays, or I think used to play. I think don't think he plays anymore, but like, <clears throat> yeah, and like some public place, and people would just be like, "Hey, can you like play this really complicated, difficult music without having known it before?" And he's like, "Yeah," and he does. Yeah. And so yeah, he busts out name. this one athletic theme, and then these old folks are like, "Yo, what is that?" And he's like, oh, "It's from a Mario game." And then they like pull out some brass. And like gather around, and they all just do a big group version of it. It was a very beautiful thing I witnessed <laughs> that's on so YouTube. Cool. Very uh, cool, especially if you can just pull out brass. That's a very yeah. I, like where were they yeah. that they just had like, like like big brass too? You should try and find the video. Yoshi's Island has some great tracks. Uh, this one briefly reminded me of it. Right, we're getting off topic. Um, the the uh, vocals, I think maybe this is part of why it's called experimental. The vocals are just kind of not great. No, um, no, no, and I no, think, no, 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 no. Yeah, like it doesn't sound like they're really trying to like sing sing. Yeah. You know? um, doesn't although part of, of it like, might be production. Mm, I don't know. Mm. It doesn't hit me as like punk rock sarcasm though. Sometimes we've had like punk rock cover artists who'd be like, this song's dumb and we'll sing it like it's stupid. Right. You know, it I'll, just kind of sounds like, like they don't care that much. They don't care. Yeah. It's maybe like a, a small jab at pop while also being like, we sing like weirdos. Yeah. So. 
That's the big like that was one I of the big say, reasons yeah. I thought of Shushu because Shushu always Shushu. is like singing like close mic like falsetto. Yeah, very weird noises. Yeah. Um, I do like the percussive stuff on here. A lot of it works for me. That underwater drum. Yeah, there's just the a cool kind of bassy stuff at the start. Cool sounds for sure. Um, new lyrics. New lyrics. New lyrics. Unless I wrote this in the wrong place. Um, I'm afraid how the story unfolds. Oh, yeah. So yeah. uncertain how the story will go. Never yes. before and never since. Big brother on a Mary something. I got something rest in our heads. Yeah, I got rest in our heads as well. But that didn't uh, yeah. make any sense. Um, and then they say, I'm afraid of how the story will go. So uncertain how the story unfolds, which is just. They flip yeah, they the just flip the two ones and then words they there, yeah. Never before, never since line. So I, I, I honestly don't even know what they're getting at. <laughs> I know. I tried to look it up. I was like, is this a quote from something? Or is like, this... is it just like fear of the future because you don't know how it will go? Like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we but also, I don't know the Big Brother line. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it's meant to mean. I guess maybe that homogenizing nature of Big Brother is, is watching over. And... Yeah, maybe. He's in all our heads, so that's what's what's driving American us. Um, geopolitics, something like that. We get synth kind of woodwinds in at this point too. This good tone. So I do like a lot of the tones of the instruments in this. Oh yeah, that other little riff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. That's a pretty cool version. Um, next version though, also kind of cool. We got Ann Wilson in 2018. <laughs> I'm afraid of Americans I'm afraid of the world I'm afraid I can't help it I'm afraid I can't I'm afraid of Americans Yeah, that Ann Wilson? It is that Ann Wilson. It is that Ann Wilson. I double-checked. Singer-songwriter, best known as the lead singer of Heart. Yeah. Uh, covered this on her 2018 album, Immortal, a tribute to musicians who recently died. Uh, she said of this song in a press release, quote, a sardonic look at Americans through the eyes of a non-American, David Bowie. I love this little prank of a song and decided to surround the words with the sounds of the rest of the world that is watching India, Italy, France, Britain, Asia, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, I did not get the, uh, I did not read that quote, but I did, I mean, I heard the sounds, so. You heard the sounds, yeah. So I think that plays, at least in the verses, she says the rest of the world as a tribe ends up engulfing the self-important, superficial, vain, materialistic, low-tech Johnny, who in this song is the stereotypical American. It's not a hate message, but certainly a reality check from an outside perspective. I had fun with this one and hope my fellow Americans will too. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, um, partially because Hart, uh, somewhat famously, like, kind of got their early start in Canada. Yeah. Um, I think they're originally from Seattle, and then I, uh, they used to, I think, play in Calgary for a while. I might have made yeah, that yeah. up. Maybe they, they, I remember, because we talked out, about out Crazy East. on You, which they fled the draft because yeah. one of the oh, band that's members. Right. That's right. So they fled from Seattle to, like, Vancouver or... Chilliwack, maybe it was something yeah, that like area. BC. yeah, and yeah, released yeah. music there. So yeah, they do have like a bit of Canadian culture in them. Yeah, so it's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, a lot of hand drumming to open on this, like some maracas in there as well. I think yeah, and, there's a lot of elements. Uh, it sounded there's like fairly South Asian early on for me, at mm-hmm. least for the early verse. Um, where you get that yeah hand drumming and like some. Uh, Clap, like fast clapping yeah 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 um, and then like a sitar sound you kind of get the drone yeah and yeah um, you you got yeah. all these kind of yeah southeast asian elements and then later on a little more mediterranean like you get 
some like droning type vocals, which I would associate maybe I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm gonna say North Africa. Um, oh, okay, yeah, I I'm could trying see that. to. I, uh, I'm not a hundred percent on that. And then, uh, but I was saying Mediterranean because there was also accordion in there, uh, yeah. which I definitely associate with Mediterranean uh, mm-hmm. area. So yeah, so there's that stuff, it, and it kind of gives it. I mean. I heard it and I was like, ah, world music, sort of like non-specific, like international, less common instruments. Yeah, and it's pretty clear from her quote that's what she was shooting for. Yeah, very which, non-specific. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, she she listed like fucking eight different places with very different sonic soundscapes. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. The other thing, Ann Wilson is uh, kind of known uh, from Heart and afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. Not that she has many solo albums, but. Um, she like her she can do like the really like soft gentle vocals and then she can kind of scream too right right uh, not like scream scream but like you know she can do the hard rock and she and can then, do hard rock and break yeah. it down too yeah um and she kind of gets to do that on this between mm-hmm. the halves or yeah the so it's the, the two halves of the song are world music and just big dumb rock and roll because your chorus yeah. is just like because once it gets into the chorus yeah it's like distorted guitar like we, yeah. we we don't have well we might have the sitar I don't know and not even like the so. the crunch and like digital distortion that's associated with the original version just like kind of straight hard rock yeah um which maybe makes sense in context um yeah it's like I like I understand the the move I would like something a little it does sounding. feel a little a little basic it is uh, like the weak part of this cover stuff. yeah yeah even though like yeah I get it. I get it artistically. Yeah, I fully get that. the move. I just do a better version of it, I yeah. think. Um, there's near the end, there's a few like sound effects. Like there's like mm-hmm. ambulance or like sirens. Um, yes. And then later on, there's there's like a clip from something and I couldn't make it out because it's very quiet. Yeah, some dude talking about like cognition. And, like puppet um, masters and something about baskets and like how you yeah, there's almost like a build your basket. Yeah, there's like a Vincent Price in Thriller vibe to it. It's like yeah. a deep-voiced man being like, and no mortal can resist. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so this one also also interesting. Yeah, definitely uh, interesting. Parts, uh, with some, with a pretty broad, uh, I don't know, uh, number. Uh, a lot of, uh, broad reach instrumentally. Broad reach, yeah. We kind of end on like almost carnival instruments. It's, it's oh, a yeah, fade out. yeah, it's like carnival, like, yeah, carnival. Yeah, second time in two weeks I'm going to talk about, well, I guess not in two weeks, but last year I talked about a cover sounding similar to For the Benefit of Mr. Kite. Oh, yeah. For the Benefit of Mr. Kite. Way back last year. Way, way back. And this also has some of that vibe in that ending. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's a version that, like, every, like, almost every version from this point is going to try some kind of fucking, like, edgy twist on I'm Afraid of Americans. Ann Wilson's move is this random dude at the end. You can't really hear. <laughs> we are the world did their fucking weirdo. Like, uh, I'm afraid where the story goes, big brother. Right. Um, yeah, that's kind of where people move. Uh, and even Tenjin kind of has that. Yeah, they do have that. Cause I also think they vocally they're trying to be Donald Trump. Let's talk about him. Tenjin 2018. I'm afraid of America. I'm afraid of the world. I'm afraid I can't help it. I'm afraid I can't. I'm afraid of America. Oh, you think that's 
What I think doing? vocally they're also trying to be Donald Trump. They oh, they include uh, oh, Donald Trump quotes at the end. And, I mean, Hitler and Donald Trump. That's right. Drawing like direct comparison. The big two, yeah. So these uh, are a neoclassical prog rock band based in California. Yeah, who've been around for, I guess, decades. Um, for, uh, they have a music video. Yeah. Oh, do they have a music video for this one? Yeah, it's mostly just them playing it in there. Oh, okay. I, I was fucking like, ignored that then. Um, what do they say at the start, Alex? Um, I can't have I can't have it now? Something like that? Oh, maybe. That makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of like pans back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> I could, can't quite make it out. Yeah. Um... So this we get a, like a bit of more chaotic instead of like sparse. We get that dun dun but there's this like chaos of arpeggios behind it. Yes, they have a lot going on, and that definitely sounds like they called progressive rock, and that definitely has that sort of progressive rock sound of like you're really like jumping around the fretboard kind of thing. For sure, yeah. Um, and it's kind of cool because they also split it up. Like they have that in the verses, and then they become more like big distorted guitar chords. Almost actually like a simplified version of the original riff in the mm-hmm. chorus. And then it gets a little closer to the original riff throughout the song. Yeah. When they're also doing that wow wow is directly from the Trent Reznor V1. Oh, right. I'm Afraid Americans. Okay, so that's the reference to that one? Or yeah, one that's the reference there. All so right. they're pulling from there. And yeah, their vocal quality, is like his voice is strange. Yeah, it's very and, uh, nasally. Very nasally, and there was a part like midway through, I was like, is he trying to like do a Donald Trump impersonation? And then you so? hit the Donald Trump quote at the end, I'm like, I think he is. I think huh. he's trying to like... You should have listened to their, something else by them to see if that's just his voice. That would be a smart move. I didn't do that. Me neither. Please hold. <laughs> um, uh, Still kind of his voice. Still kind I mean, his voice is always going to be his voice. Right. But... Yeah. Maybe. There's, and I think maybe he turns it on and off, but I think there are parts where he's trying to call to that. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, there's definitely, like, there's some Trump quotes. I, I, I remember them being in the news for the most part. Yeah. About, like, bombing other countries and, and taking their oil and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, I, there also may be direct comparisons between what is being said. I don't speak German, mm-hmm. uh, but they definitely, you know. Hitler, like it's the exact same from, like, speech from rallies, and yeah, it was like s- some guy came up and talked to me, said I was doing a bad job. I said, "I'll bomb the shit out of you." Yeah, <laughs> wow, he's the same guy. Like, oh, he says Scheisse. Um <laughs> Yeah, so that's kind of what really like draw drew my attention in this one. Uh, it's got the rest of the song too, though. Yeah, it's, it's got the full ass song in there. Um, um, yeah, I don't have much else other than that. It's kind of like got the split and the quotes and the yeah. voice. Those are the big yeah. points. Uh, and then the music video. No, wait. Do you have more to say about it? I don't. Tell me about the music video. Okay. Alex. Well, it's not much. It's kind of the, like they got the low frame rate, like grainy footage filter going on. And okay. it sort of j- j- goes between like shots of driving around, I think, LA, mm-hmm. possibly even more specifically Hollywood, but I'm not 100% on that. Um, there's probably landmarks that I didn't take note of. Uh, and then it cuts back to like the band just playing in their like garage or whatever. Um, okay. probably a soundstage actually, but I don't know. Um, and most of it's just the band. Um, and then, and then sometimes it shows the, the city footage focus on like 
like tent cities and stuff to show like right. poverty. I think. Yeah, um, it's yeah. It was press. Pre- I mean, it's always prescient, but you know, uh, probably possible direct reference to something that some of the quotes or 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 something that was said at the time. But it it does it is um, aiming to be you know addressing that. Um, and then there's some like footage from Trump rallies, but also like anti-Trump protests. Yeah, on the street. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Yeah, and you got the American flag superimposed over them as they're playing guitar at the end there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exactly what you'd expect having listened to the song. Uh, but we got to listen to one more version of this song, and that version is by Nicholas Shrek. No, I'm kidding. We got two more versions. On Dara in 2019. Well, I'm afraid of America. Yeah, Andare, Kenyan-American singer based in Minneapolis, and he likes Bob Dylan. Hey. So we have at least one thing in common other than the Minneapolis thing. Other than being Kenyan, yeah. Just kidding. I'm not based in Minneapolis. Yeah, other than being Kenyan. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about this one, I will admit. This one... Oh, uh, yeah, it's pretty straightforward is, uh, in its approach. acoustic. He's str- he, he, he picks the guitar and he, he sings it. Um, yeah, kind of soft singing. It's meant to pull the drama out of this version. Be like, as as much as the last version was like boom, big and edgy. This is yeah. supposed to be like, damn, America, America. What happened? You know so, that yeah. kind of take. It's I, the good real sound. question is, Lots does that work for you? I think I, yeah, sound wise, it's quality sound. Pretty good, good but singer. he does not say pussy. That's right. He says he says girls and cars. That's right. Um. Although, I, I forgot to note this, uh, Ann Wilson version is the only one with an explicit tag. Mm. Um, but don't she bring just that up. Pussy. I don't even explicit tag our episodes, and <laughs> I said fuck in the intro, so like... Yeah. <laughs> uh, no one seems to complain. Yeah, no well, one, yeah. No one interacts with us. No one interacts with us, so don't worry about it. Um, yeah, great vocals, I think, from him. He's a good singer. Um, the, the stuff is moody. I think it just kind of like, even in the Ann Wilson quote, she's like, this is a fun prank of a song. It is, there is a bit of tongue-in-cheek to it. There, it's, like, not as heavy as some people are playing it. Right. He seems to be playing it heavier, right? Yeah, and without any bite, because at least the other ones have are, like, they're, right. you know, they're a mad dog. This guy's just like, damn, America. Yeah, I wonder, I mean, as, like, an immigrant, I wonder if the perspective is a little different, because... I compared so. to like either like an outside view of like someone like David Bowie who who is still you know uh, f- affiliated with the United States you know even right. though he's from Britain if that Britain if, yeah. if there is something there I don't I don't know maybe this um, is maybe just also yeah. his style yeah also that possibly uh, he changes the line right at the end he says I'm afraid of them all. Or is that yes, that's chorus? right. I think that's in the chorus in general. I'm yeah. afraid of them all. Um, yeah. So he's every single afraid American. Afraid of all the Americans. Yeah, I think that plays more into this kind of like devastated, scary experience where it's like, damn, all Americans are scary. And yeah, you're right. That maybe plays more for him, uh, a, a Kenyan immigrant. Who, I mean, had like David Bowie's the advantage of being white as yeah. an outsider, right? Like exactly. So yeah, it could play into that. So, I don't know. I can't really comment on it. I can only speculate. 
Uh, you can absolutely comment on it. I'm gonna, in fact, if you play back these past few minutes, that's exactly what you've done. But no, I'm just saying it might be there. <laughs> yeah, it might be there. And you might be right. I may be just lacking that perspective. Um, I still think it's, it sounds good. I just wonder if it is like, you know, the best version of this song. Man. Yeah, I wasn't version, a huge man? fan. I'm not usually a huge fan of the like straight acoustic versions. And that's yeah. kind of what this is to me. So Fair enough. I'm not a huge fan of what comes up next either, but it's kind of interesting. Shrek Nicholas too? Shrek. I'm afraid of Americans I'm afraid of the world I'm afraid I can't help it I'm afraid I can't That's right, Shrek 2, no, 2020 I, I, I half, I pushed the, the title window to half of my uh, desktop and uh. the album is called Shrek 2020 colon, I'm afraid of Americans but it shortens it to just Shrek 2 uh, it's actually colon, I'm afraid of America. Oh. Yeah, you're right. Checkmate, Alex. Oh, my gosh. Better luck next time, fellas. This guy's American singer, songwriter, musician, author, filmmaker, and tantric Buddhist religious teacher operating out of Berlin. Uh, credits beyond uh, this are uh, producing Christopher Lee's first album. Yeah, which is pretty cool. That's very cool. Some spoken word heavy metal. Yeah. Um, but you don't you like got- this one. I don't like this one. He feels maybe a little self-important to me. Like he's doing like, is there's a little musical theater in his approach, like the the vocal sure. delivery, um, and then his weird John bit at the end, America. where he's like, "Do you guys want to hear my impersonation of every president for the past like hundred years?" I was curious. Is that actually him doing those? That's I, oh, him doing those. Okay, I thought I was wondering if I don't know. I, I thought they were uh, decent. Uh, <laughs> Some of them are good. Um, so I was like, is it, I thought it might be like a deep fake or something. Like no, it's, it definitely doesn't. I've heard enough of the AI generated ones. It's not, and that. this is 2020, so we weren't really hitting that. Uh, yeah, I think it's some of it, but it might it's have been some a of it, but not a ton. Okay, yeah, he does that right at the end where he right the end. just says, does a bunch of president voices and he either says, like, Johnny was American or is okay, folks, Johnny is an American. Johnny's an that's American, his, that's his Obama, yeah, well. Johnny's an American. That's his Ronald Reagan. That's me doing an impression of him doing an impression of Ronald <laughs> yeah. Reagan. Spot on. Perfect. I mean, yeah, it's perfect. Um, <laughs> it's what everybody tuned in for. Yeah. He's also, his voice is very low and he does yes. kind of do the like talk singy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does sings more than like, for example, Christopher Lee on his albums. Sure. Uh, yeah. But it's still like towards talking. Uh, so it kind of gave me like, uh, like Vincent Price vibes a little bit. Yeah, sure. Just because it almost sounds vam- vampiric. And he looks a bit like a vampire in this photo. Yeah, he does. Maybe that's why. It's the hat. Um, what else happens in the arrangement? I don't have many notes on the arrangement. Um, It's pretty sparse, so it's boo-doo. Yeah. And then, like, kind of just drums going. They're, like, they're going kind of, they're hitting cymbals and shit, but it's pretty, pretty tame. And then... Just bass, like slapping that root note. And okay, the other note I have on this one is it's like a bit slower. Yes. So it, I mean, I thought it gave it kind of a a heavy feeling. Yeah. Almost a darker edge to everything. So I did think it was like a it. 
aiming to be a bit more serious, perhaps. Sure, it felt a bit sluggish to me with that. I mean, yeah, that's that's your trade-off, right? That's, that's your, your trade-off. That's your risk. I gotta listen to this deep-voiced man. I'm like, I'm afraid of Americans. All right. Johnny was American. Johnny was an American. Johnny was China. American. <laughs> on that yeah ultimately the only part we're talking about is him doing a bunch of american president impersonations at the end yeah yeah that's the i mean there's been a couple that have talk about presidents yeah it's um to me it's like the president's sure that's part of america david bowie wasn't thinking about just the american president right he was it, thinking it about very these. president focused it's he's thinking about American culture. So if you were to have like Donald Trump and or whoever, sure. But give us quotes from just other Americans to take it away from the presidency. We're focused not just on their political situation, but more as a cultural entity. Yeah, something a little. Give me quotes from movies or something. Like there's plenty. Like they they use Taxi Driver as inspiration for the original music video. Mm-hmm. Pull some of that in there. Pull like pull a little more out of because this this idea of america as this inevitable monoculture isn't just because some guy said hey he's, uh, uh, i'm gonna bob the shit out of you like it's it's more than that yeah it's perhaps i, I don't know i i'm not i don't even i, I set out with a sentence but I, I don't think i really had anything to add no. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay, Alex. It happens to me. Um, thought I might finish it by the end. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you and say I, I, I wish I had uh, thought of it more so I could engage with that. <laughs> sure. Um, well, you know, did Sorry, you think about, about the music video that took place at Shrekworks? Shrekworks? Yes, I did see the music video. Um, so another grainy footage one. That's yep. the big emphasis on that. We open to it, CGI-looking barn in Shrekworks. It's got a gate. goes dark, the lights go on, and we're treated to basically a slideshow of mostly political assassinations. Yeah, a lot of assassinations um, and, like, mugshots and stuff. The first couple are, like, drawn because it's, like, Lincoln, right? Yeah. Um, and then later it shows, like, JFK assassination. Right. And, and we also... Video. Yeah, that's right. We just see JFK get murdered in this video. Yeah, which I, I don't think I've watched that before. I've seen it before, but I don't know where or why. Anyway, heavy stuff. Um, heavy stuff. Um, we, of course, also get context for, con- context for his album cover here, uh, Nicholas Shrek infiltrating a Ronald Reagan rally in November 1984. Oh. That's the first photo we see. Then we get these illustrations of assassination, assassinations. Assassinations. We then also get, like, atom bomb explosions there is like we just get the cia logo at one point war stuff a lot of violence uh i think there's some like vietnam stuff with i think napalm napalm yeah um various bombings and various bombings uh, all this through like a a filter of like a shitty vhs recording yeah and then it helps clarify we get some like some bizarro paintings of like Jesus, uh, the Pope, and JFK is one. Yeah. And then another one of just like the American family with God behind them. Sometimes he like links things up. It's weird because he like then focuses on JFK like visually. Yeah. Like, so it's sort of um, chronological, I think, at first, and then it kind of drops that. 
And then it shows Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, so it's like Johnny wants pussy and cars, and it's a picture of Marilyn Monroe in a car. Yeah. And then you kind of uh, get like the Clintons later, I think praying or something. Yeah. And possibly George W. Bush doing George the same, W. Bush so, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, a lot of tragedies. And then he gives you the presidents he's doing impressions of as, as he, he does, does the impersonations. Yeah. As I think they're all swear, being sworn in. Yeah, we got JFK, Lyndon B. Johnson, uh, Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the whole gangs there, the, Clint, the gangs, Bill Clinton, the, all your favorite presidents. Jimmy Carter, George, I think, is even one of them. Yeah, he might be. We got Obama, we got Donald Trump, and then the video ends with these like uh like chinese propaganda posters of them like taken down i think it's chinese yeah it could be korean actually that could be the one on the right is i think korean yeah uh, yeah they could be from different sources but it does yeah. look more korean to me and that's this one um i'm uh, curious about the credits here alex we have heather ray uh, credited with battery and percussion. She's she. It was plugged into her. Oh, she was okay. So she <laughs> they they ran power through her. Yeah. Okay, sorry, that's Heathen Ray, not Heather Ray. Heathen Ray. Heathen Ray. Uh, which is maybe another David Bowie reference. Oh yeah, um, Heathens. Power the keyboards. Yeah. So Adam could play the keyboards. Yeah. Perfect. Makes sense. All right, Alex. Let's break it down in our final verdict. Yeah. Here. We got three let's categories today. Worst version. Best version. Most American version. Take it away, Ox. What's the worst version? What's the worst version? Ah, uh, what is it? Uh, I, 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 but I, none of them like blew me away. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to say I didn't really like the Ten Jin version. I think that's, that's a fair choice. I'm giving it to. Uh, I don't know. It was like it was all right. Um. I wasn't a huge fan of his voice, uh, or I think we talked about some of the the chorus instrumentation was not super engaging either. Yeah, I wasn't crazy on his voice. I think I'll give or it maybe to that the was other the one. Wilson version. No, can't second guess myself. Don't second guess yourself. Stick with Tenjin. I'm going to give it to the other one who focused too much on presidents for my taste. Nicholas Shrek. Shrek. It's just a little minimal. It was a little slow for my taste. The heaviness didn't really play for me because I yeah. think. You lean too much. You lean too much into the heaviness of this version. You miss what kind of makes it good, in my in my opinion. Which is the sort of less heaviness. Yeah, is that it is like a bit tongue in cheek, and it but it it also like allows you to it, it like it's a little disconnected. It's not like oh the it's so bad America. It's like ah, I'm a little worried about homogenization. I don't think it's great. Uh, and some of these American ideals are a little silly. But also to be fully afraid of them is a little silly. I'm David Bowie. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Like that's <laughs> that's yeah. the vibe. So I'm gonna give it to Nicholas Shrek. Alex, what's the best version of this? What is the best version of this one? Um again, wasn't blown away by anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of moves made here, but I don't know if any of them really like really blew me away. I'm gonna say I did. I like Ann Wilson, but I think the one I like the most might be Amber Spyglass. Yeah, that was a solid one. Yeah, that's was, was pretty decent. They, they kind of had the acoustic to electronic thing, which I thought was a cool move. Um, yeah. I think Good choice, it. Alex. I think I'm going to give it to, to We Are the World. 
I don't know. I don't know why, but I liked the percussive stuff. Um, I don't mind the voice. sort of experimental voice. Uh, no, that was cool too. That's a cool version. I, I kind of liked it. It's good stuff. Like kind of like you though. Nothing really blew me away this yeah. week. Alex, what's the most American version? Most American version. Ann Wilson, because it's world music. Actually, that's not American necessarily. <laughs> I mean, America's uh, part of the world. I know, but it's also, I mean, when I think of world music, it's usually American and British artists, right? Yeah. Um, what's the most American version? The one with the most presidents is probably the most American version. Solid choice, Alex. Nicholas Shrek. Nicholas Shrek. So American, he fit all the presidents in there. Every single one of them. Every all 50. Single one. Six? Uh, I think maybe just, well at the time how many would there have been 2020 2020 55 yeah. 45 45, 45. Yeah. yeah I thought you were a little over I'm off by 10 <laughs> yeah um solid choice Alex I'm gonna give it for most American I think I will give it to Ann Wilson cause there's nothing more American than having a build up to just two big dumb chords <laughs> <laughs> some kind of sloppy hard rock yeah way to go Ann Wilson Hell that yeah. does it for our final verdicts. If you got a similar opinion, different opinion, want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about, like all five of the uh, Trent Reznor remixes. Oops. Uh, <laughs> hit us up on the app formerly known as Twitter. Hashtag CoverMePod at Jake the Cressy at some Alex Wise Guy. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. You can also email those to us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Talk to us there. Be sure to rate and review us. We are on YouTube Music. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're still technically on Google Podcasts. They're still around. So if you're yeah, I don't know how much longer for. But yeah. It's like get off of that if you're on it. But yeah. I'm transitioning. Yeah. Make the move. Um, we're still on Spotify. They still haven't put up the episodes they said they'd re-put up because it's fucking assholes. <laughs> um, yeah. Spotify. Suck shit. Uh, Amazon Podcasts. We're there too. Be sure to tell your friends, family, neighbors, loved ones about us. Tell everybody you know. To everybody you don't know, let them know about us. It's the only way that we're going to get big enough to uh, charge you guys money for a Patreon service where we record bonus episodes where we review chips or something. I don't know. That's the only way it's going to happen, folks. If that's what you want, that's what you got to do. Here, let's talk about ketchup chips. Ketchup and just ketchup chips. Different brands. Yeah. You got Old Dutch. You got Doritos. You got Lay's. Possibly. Possibly others. You got like, yeah, your fucking no name like brand. Brands. Yeah. Yeah, store brand. Um, yeah, President's Choice probably's got one. Uh listen, folks, look forward to it. We kind of been plotting this for a long time. We were <laughs> our, gonna switch. We, to- we've <laughs> we've been doing this 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 uh music podcasting thing for a while, but our real our real passion is is potato chips. Potato chips, specifically ketchup chips. Yeah. We'll do all dressed afterwards, another Canadian flavor. Um but you know, you gotta understand ketchup chips to understand all dressed is the problem. So it's, it's kinda in there. like it's, in it's part of everything. It's part of all the dressing. Yeah. Um, so what you can do this week uh, to really get the word out there is uh, get a bag of ketchup chips, import it, tell your friends why you did it, and they'll say, wow, that's marketing that worked on you. We should listen to this podcast. These are clearly some influencers. That's how you're going to get the word out this week. Uh, that does it for today's episode of Cover Me. And as we always say on Cover Me, no one needs Cover Me. They don't even just pretend. <laughs>